0: To the the World spectacular! We both were going to say podcast. Yeah, we were going to say podcast (laughs) first. I'm Lexi.
1: I'm Mama Dawn, and I'm Dasha. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And we want to welcome you all to this (laughs) spectacular event. Event today, since everything is an (laughs) event for me. But I have to say, I have been giddy all week. Thinking about recording this episode, you guys, it's going to be so good. Wait, before we get too into it, happy Halloween. (gasps) Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, all y'all. I hope you guys had the spookiest weekends of your life. So we thought we'd give you a little well-rounded taste of what you get when you listen to the Dead to the World podcast. So we're going to have some dream interpretation, some spooky stories that are from listeners, and just some general spooky stories. Some about sleep, some having absolutely nothing to do with sleep.
0: And don't forget, our special guest will be coming on with us shortly.
1: Oh. It's a
0: surprise. It's a Dead to
1: the World spectacular surprise. So to start us off, Mama Dawn is going to tell us a spooky little story. Spooky story. Oh, I'm so excited to share. So nothing says Halloween to me more than creepy roads, spooky roads. We had a place where I grew up that there was this like old haunted house that was like out in between a couple of towns. And on Halloween night, we'd drive out there because, there, of course, everybody said it was haunted. And I was always too chicken to actually get out of the car and, like, walk up to the building, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't want to see the dead people in the walls or crazy stuff people made up. But it was not haunted, and it was just a normal house. <laughs> but anyway, so I looked up some stories on, like, that had to do with driving and roads. So that's going to be my theme. I'm just going to tell one of them right now, though. Okay. So this one is from an Uber blog. It's Jesse from San Antonio. He said, I recently got out of the Navy and started driving with Uber. For the first few weeks, I stuck to hanging around the base, trying to catch other service members who needed a ride. There was one Friday, a rider gets into my car and asks if I can get him up to Fort Hood in a couple of hours. I told him that it would be no problem, and we started our trip. A couple minutes into the ride, he asked if I could pull over so he could use the restroom. I pulled into a gas station right off the freeway. I was sitting in the car waiting for him to come back, about 10 minutes later, when the gas station attendant started locking up. I told him that my passenger was still inside and that he was using the restroom. The gas station clerk then told me that he had been getting ready to close the shop when he saw me pull in. When no one got out of the car and I was still just sitting there, he decided he wasn't going to wait any longer. I insisted that the guy was inside, so he went in and checked and didn't find anyone. He even called his manager to get permission to go over the security tape. What he showed me gives me goosebumps today. I pulled in, no one got out of the car, and no one went inside. All I know about this guy was that his name was Mikey, he was 19 years old, and he had been in the Navy for two years. His wife Marissa was waiting for him in New York, where they bought a little house. It still freaks me out today. What the heck? So it's
0: like the security camera didn't see anybody, but yet he swears he had someone in the car yeah. with him. Oh, my god. So goodness.
1: basically, he picked up a ghost.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's
1: insane. Gives me the chills. The chills. The creeper jeepers. Jeeper Jeep Literally. I have the chills so bad right now. It's like... <laughs> All right, Tasha, you ready to share something with us? Of course.
0: So I... I'm doing a dream interpretation. Of whose dream? And the dream is Lexi's dream. I've had a scary, very, very, very scary dream that I need to know what it means. So Tosh is probably just going to read my email, right? Yes. Which is like kind of weird because I'm here, but just pretend that (laughs) it's not weird that I'm here. (laughs) So Lexi sent us an email to ourselves. <laughs> I literally did. I was like, here's my dream. Interpret it.
1: Okay. And just, I have not read this email, so I'm dying to find out what this is. But yeah. I would like to clarify that. Well, other than this, because I obviously
0: know what my dream was, we do not know anybody else's story at all. So we're going to be just as spooked as you are. True. So here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. The dream starts with me walking around a canyon. Provo Canyon for anyone who's familiar with the area around Bridal Falls. I come across a staircase leading down into the ground. I go down the staircase and I'm in a subway station, but there's no other people around and no trains going through. The lights are flickering like in a scary movie, and across the way is a bear facing away from me. <sighs> I think to myself that I need to leave quickly so that the bear doesn't hear me and attack me. I slowly start walking back towards the stairs, but the bear hears me and turns around. I look back and this bear is huge, realistic looking, but it has a human man face that's grinning at me. Oh. The bear turns and runs after me. I start running away, but I'm not fast enough. The bear gets a hold of me and starts banging my head on the cement ground. I see blood coming into my eyes, and then I wake up.
1: Holy crap. Mm-hmm. So wait, did you recognize the face on the bear? Mm-mm. Like the human face didn't look familiar? Nope, just a creepy man. She
0: says in the email that I In sent, the email that she said <laughs> I can recall having this dream about three times from a span of fourth grade... Which is the first time I had it till now at 23 years old.
1: How have I never heard about this dream? I think I've told you before, but I think I told you when I was way younger. Okay, and I just don't remember. So,
0: oh, let me finish the email. Any idea what this could mean?
2: (laughs) I want (laughs) to know. It's
0: creepy. So I broke it down just a little bit. Canyon often indicates either a barriers in your way of like progressing or there's a situation that you're passing through that you're like trapped in. Then the staircase is the simplest and most common explanation for staircases seen in dreams is either success or failure, depending on if you're going up or if you're walking down. Okay. We're
1: failing going down. Clearly.
0: So, basically, because the canyon represents the barrier of progression and it's to a point where you came to a staircase leading down, maybe you feel as though because you're not progressing somewhere in your life that you feel like you're failing. Okay. So. I think that because you may feel as though you're failing or are ha- a failure that you don't pay much attention to what's going on at a surface level of your everyday life. Hmm. Which the subway station basically in dreams uses as a ground level and so going beneath that represents the maybe not paying much attention to above the ground. Okay. So the flickering light in a dream or I guess let's just take light for example Signifies clarity of mind, so the fact that it's flickering would therefore just be meaning your clarity of mind is flickering. Flickering. It's not <laughs> not all good. There. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, because you may not be, you know, at a surface level experiencing a true everyday life and what's going on, that could cause confusion, which is the not clear mind. Okay. So you dreamt of your eyes filling with blood. To dream that you have something in your eyes indicates a roadblock, and it also could be a way in which you're looking at the negative aspect of your life or others. So to dream that you're bleeding or losing blood would mean that you're mentally fatigued. So adding those two together, you know, you are you may be exhausted because
1: of the stress and the confusion that your life is bringing you. And so therefore, that was the eyes kind of
0: filling with blood.
1: Okay. You were, like, a really stressed out, like, what, 9 or 10-year-old?
0: She said 4th grade. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, like 9 or 10. 10.
1: We did move. Oh, that's true. We did move at that time. Okay, that's making a lot more sense now. Although this is, like, a little too (laughs) deep for a 9-year-old, I think. So the bear, you know, dreaming about
0: being attacked by a bear actually suggests just barriers in your way, which is kind of a trend here. Yeah. But... It also could be meaning you're in a dangerous situation. And actually, a bear itself in a dream represents the cycle of life. And then, of course, with the human face, <laughs> it, I literally found animals with a human face oh in a gosh. dream. my So I'm not that weird if that's a normal thing. Well, we'll let everyone else decide. <laughs> uh, if you, it basically means you are doubting the direction of the path that you are taking yeah, girl, where were you going? I was going through it, I guess. So basically, <laughs> as I mentioned, you know, the bear suggests that you could maybe be in a dangerous situation, the fact that the bears in your dream alone, circle of life, you mentioned that this is a recurring dream. So the circle of life. How so does that when, really do it being recurring? So it just
1: sounds like <laughs> when you're going through a very stressful time. time in life or rough time in life where you feel like you're not able to do what you want to do or maybe it also comes with Yeah, you're right. Like, Sorry, I feel like this is really like bringing out a lot of personal information about Lexi. That's okay. (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah, that's fine. Well, just, I mean, and you've mentioned before that you have anxiety. So I think that maybe when you're having a really stressful time, and yes, it was a really stressful time when we moved in this experience. Like we, it it was just rough. Anyway, I don't want to go into all the details. (laughs) In ending, you just need some deep thought,
0: self-analysis, and direction and then your dream will go away until you start to feel exhausted overwhelmed like a failure or feeling like you're not on the right path Mm -hmm. then the dream's going to come back interesting and so that's why it's a reoccurring dream because once you feel this way it comes back and once you don't it's gone yeah well that makes sense because i feel like every time i have had that dream is when i'm really stressed out but i kind of have a personal flaw of myself is that i tend to take on too many things at once And I will just let myself slowly uh, (laughs) get burnt out, I guess, is Mm -hmm. how you would say. And I feel like every single time about the time that I have that dream is when I'm like about to have a breakdown because I'm doing too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the bleeding. You know, it says that means that you are mentally fatigued.
1: Mm -hmm. So if
0: you're taking a lot of stuff on mentally, you're going to see yourself basically drowned in your own eye blood, basically
1: have you had this dream recently yes that's why i brought it up (laughs) well i was just thinking because you know you are a full-time worker and a full-time student Mm -hmm. and a podcaster Mm -hmm. so you do have a lot on your plate and thank goodness you love the podcast enough to keep doing it with us
0: yeah guys thank you thank you i appreciate it well that's basically the end of that interpretation now that Tosh just exposed me I exposed myself. (laughs) I was like, girl, you exposed yourself. (laughs) But yeah, that's just a freaking creepy dream. Every time I have it, I wake up and I'm like, "Ah, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, but you know what? Now maybe think about it in the way of if you have the dream again, go do something relaxing. Try to do
1: something that gets some stress off your plate or Mm -hmm. go, you know, and then see if it goes away. Well, and now you know what you need to evaluate to kind of look at your life and see maybe what you need. You can cut out to not be so stressed out well thanks tosh yeah let's
0: cut it out and not be stressed, stressed out, out. <laughs> yeah go have a go to a
1: go to a corn maze <laughs> yeah <laughs> go to a corn maze do some okay. trick-or-treating all right so who's up next i don't know oh oh oh
0: you guys are not ready because up next is our special guest story <gasps> oh. welcome the Dead to the World spectacular special guest, Daddy Dale.
2: Hi, I'm, I guess I'm Daddy Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Cruel World.
0: Daddy Dale has a very spooky ghost story, so we forced him to be on here today to tell it. He's not used to the recording
2: jitters, so <laughs> are you ready to tell your story? All right, when I was about 15, not quite 16, I wasn't quite old enough to drive. I had a couple buddies, and we were going to have a sleepover at their house, and for the sake of their privacy, we're going to call them Ted and Chet today.
0: Ted and Chet. Ted Ted and Chet. Chet.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So we met at Ted's house that evening, and we did what everyone else does in a small town in the 80s. We went to the arcade, played some video games, and then spent some time cruising Maine. Luckily, my Buddy Ted was old enough to drive, just barely. And about 11 o'clock, we had bent back to Ted's house. We had grabbed some snacks, played a board game with his little brother, and then we went to Ted's room to get settled in for the night. We put on some music, you know, some tunes, picked out our sleeping spots. Uh, Ted slept in his bed, which was up against the wall, catty corner across the room from the bedroom door. And Chet was in a sleeping bag at the foot of the bed, and I was on the floor beside the bed. And we'd had some hiking plans for the next morning, so we chose to get some sleep and turn in early. Um, I had fell asleep quite quickly, and the next thing I remember was Chet had reached down and grabbed me by the shoulder and was shaking me frantically. And he was whispering, hey, hey, hey. I woke up, and I looked at him. I was like... What the hell? He asked, did you hear that? And before I could answer, Chet said, hear what? Ted had this funky look on his face, and he just pointed at the closet door. (laughs) I was facing Ted, and before I could even get turned over to see what he was pointing at, I heard Chet say, holy shit. (laughs) And that was the last thing we heard Chet say that night. Oh, When I'd finally looked around to see what they were looking at, I saw what appeared to be an apparition about halfway through the closed closet door coming towards us. Oh, my gosh. It was very tall and slender. It was like as tall as the closet door, like about six feet, I'd say. Once it finished coming through the door, it just stood there for a second. It didn't have a face, just black where the face should be. It had no feet. And only a silhouette of arms from about the elbows up to the shoulders. It was wearing a light blue colored dress with puffy sleeves and white lacy trim. And a bonnet. Like something you'd see from like Little House on the Prairie.
1: You know what this is reminding me of? It's reminding me of the ghost lady on Ghostbusters in the library at the very beginning of the movie.
0: I've never seen Ghostbusters. Me either. Have you seen Ghostbusters, Dad?
2: Yes, but I don't remember that. (laughs) Okay. Then it quickly floated towards us so fast that the dress billowed out behind it. When it reached about the midroom, it stopped abruptly, stopping so fast that its dress swirled to the front. It just froze for a second. Then it turned away and slowly floated toward the bedroom door. Then it turned toward us again and floated backwards until its back was against the door, blocking the only exit.
0: Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. Yeah, I'd be like, "Mm, get the foot out of the way of that door, you little thing. (laughs) You you little thing, (laughs) You you little thing, you.
2: Then it looked down toward me and Ted and put its arms up and then turned toward Chet and it crouched down and looked at him. It stayed looking at Chet for what felt like forever. Then it straightened back up, it put its arms down, And then the room got cold, like a freezer. So cold that Ted swore he could see his breath. And this was in the middle of the summer. That's when Ted said, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I felt like it was going to talk. And if it did, I know I would have lost my shit. But instead, it raised its right arm and swooped back through the closet door where it came from. Chet didn't waste any time. Man, he was out of there. He didn't even get dressed or even put on his shoes. He just ran all the way to his house, which is about three miles away, in his tighty (laughs) (laughs) whitey. I jumped up. I turned on the light. This was the only source of protection we could think of. Ted went over to the closet door, and he opened it quickly, and he jumped back to find nothing in there.
0: Wait, I didn't... I've kind of heard this story before. I didn't know it had, like, a blue dress and a bonnet and, like, puffy sleeves. I always pictured it as just, like, this big, just, like, black, long little thing.
2: No, it was it was crazy.
0: And the fact that it crouched down and looked at him.
2: Ugh. Well, that's probably because I never tell it in this much detail because it still to this day. Talking about it gives me the chills and the hair stands up on my arm. Cause oh, it yeah. It feels like it just happened yesterday. Yeah. Oh Yeah,
0: I got a little chills there for a second.
2: Right. Well, it was at this point that we realized the attic entrance was in the closet. So we figured that's where it came from. Then we hear Ted's mom yelling upstairs trying to figure out what we were doing. So we went and told her. She didn't believe us and just told us to go back to bed. So Ted and I went back to his bedroom where we kept the light on (laughs) and talked for a bit. But we eventually fell asleep. In the morning, we noticed two things. One, the spot of the carpet in the front of the bedroom door where the ghost had stood was still ice cold. This is how we finally got Ted's mom to believe that something paranormal truly happened. Second, Ted's clock had stopped keeping time at 1.37 a.m. and it never worked again. Ooh, sorry, I got the chills. Oh. So if you're wondering about Chet... Ted's mom called his mom to make sure that he'd made it home okay, which he did. And needless to say, Chet never, ever wanted to stay over at Ted's house again. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, either. Yeah, I
0: wouldn't want to but either. Me and,
2: me and, Ted had sleepovers there all the all time. All the time. After and that.
1: nothing
0: else ever happened?
2: Nothing else ever happened.
0: Because
1: you're not a scaredy cat? No, I'm not a scaredy cat.
0: I am going to forever be terrified to see an attic opening for the rest mm. of my life. Well, Daddy Dill. Thank you for sharing that paranormal thriller, chill, arm, sweaty, crazy story.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you for joining us.
2: Uh thanks for making me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we made no you. No problem.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, this is Daddy Dale signing off. I'm out of here.
1: Who's your Ooh, daddy? Bye. Daddy, daddy Dale. Dale. And then one thing I was just going to mention that he didn't share about the clock is it was one of those old time clocks that had like the little things that flipped to make the numbers. It wasn't like what you guys have today, mm, digital clocks. Okay. So I mean, I don't know that that really means anything, but just it was very interesting. And why one thirty seven?
0: Yeah, that's what I want to know too. Yeah, like one thirty seven. That I'm pretty sure I know like the ghost time or spook time or whatever they call it, the haunting like hour, dead time? witching, witching like 3 hour, no witching hour. Yeah, witching it's like hour. three a.m. three a.m.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, she seemed pretty witching to me. I would agree. Yeah, terrifying.
0: All right. Lex, do you have a dream interpretation?
1: Why, yes, Tasha, I do.
0: From one of our listeners (gasps) that had a spooky dream. So this was sent to us from Rebecca von Reichenbach. And I think I said it once because she commented on something on our Instagram and she responded to me and was like, oh my gosh, you did such a good job at saying my name. So now I feel like I probably messed that one up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the so pressure I'm was sorry. On.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But her email said, hey, ladies, this dream happened last night, uh, which was October 6th of 2021. She Some said- Recent. Yes. I haven't been able to remember my dreams in a long time, so when I had this dream, it was exciting but weird to think back on. This was actually the second dream that I had, but the only one that I remember. Because there were vans that looked like the vehicles from the newer Mad Max movie filled with people. I was picking up my kids' toys, like normal, when I noticed these two weird-looking monkeys. They had spiky hair and weird yellow almond-shaped eyes. They were also the size of those finger pets, the stuffed animal ones that wrap around your arm. Anyway... One reached out for me so I let it climb on up. Where it was attached to me, my left wrist started burning. I thought it was weird, but it but just moved it to the other arm. It still burned. I go outside to let the kids play and my neighbor stared at me with wide eyes. "What are you doing with that thing?" Me, "Uh, I don't know. It was just hanging out in my house." Why? Her, "That's a flesh-eating demon." Me, "Well, what the f-? <laughs> no wonder it's burning get it off her oh you can't until it finds something else to eat oh Oh my goodness goodness. and she said o-m-f-g what then all of a sudden the dream switched to an underwater world which is super weird because i'm terrified of water another neighbor was swimming on by when the monkey leaps off and jumps at his throat i watched as the neighbor's eyes got big and fell to the bottom i'm assuming he hit the bottom i just turned and ran away then the dream changes again I actively said in the dream, oh thank goodness it's gone for good, only to see it again in one of those weird van things I had told you about earlier. Only this time it was not a monkey, it was a baby. Things got really gory at this point, so I won't go into detail, but basically the person who had it tries to kill it. The dream felt real. I am sorry I can't give you any more details other than it felt like I was really there. I felt the burning of the monkey and its fur slash hair. If you would like to try to interpret my weird dream, go for it, but you don't have to. I just wanted to share. Thanks for reading. So I was like, that's a pretty spooky,
1: scary dream. That is a definite. I'll use it for the spooktacular. Well, the whole <laughs> like baby killing part. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not giving all the details. <laughs> so I tried
0: Tasha's style of dream interpretation today. Oh, I feel flattered. So let's get into it. <laughs> so <laughs> a monkey is a playful primate that appears to have no sense of discipline. This animal can reflect a desire to approach life from a more playful perspective. And then next, an animal will bite you and draw blood as a way of peeling the layers that hide your emotions. A bite is pain associated with the mouth and can suggest painful communication that will open the way for intimacy.
1: Oh, wow. That's a big one. Water
0: dreams are very common because water represents your emotions and how you feel about the changes you face as you move through life. And since she mentioned being afraid of the water, I think we can associate this with negative emotions towards change. Mm-hmm. Dreaming of an unfamiliar child or caring for an unknown baby portrays growth or the emergence of a new side of you. And finally, when killing is the theme in a dream, you may need to address self-defeating behavior and put it to rest. So... Rebecca, I personally would say that you are possibly wanting to have more fun in life or maybe just approach life with a more playful perspective, but are struggling with the idea. So you might be scared of the way that changing the way you live or simply changing your perspective might bring out a new side of you. And since you don't really know what that side is, you know, there's kind of like negative emotions towards it. Um, I think that the monkey changing into a baby shows that you want to grow and let this new side of yourself out. But you are participating in self-defeating behavior and not allowing that side of yourself to shine through.
1: Mm, That makes sense. So it's like right when you maybe get to the point where you're going to be more playful or something, then you like pull back Mm because it's like, oh, that's not me or that's not my personality or that's not perceived the right way from the people around me. That's kind of what I would think of is Mm -hmm. maybe if there's people around you that are like super serious and don't really aren't playful in life, they may not appreciate somebody else being playful. Yeah. But don't let it stop you. Be who you want to be.
0: I know. That's what I was going to say after I read that. I was like, you know what? You go for it.
1: You <laughs> go, <Yeah>. girl.
0: <laughs> like, change is hard for everyone. And, like, oh, that is such a common theme in all the dream interpretations that we do. Mm-hmm. So I think that if there is a part of you that you just want to let loose and have some fun, there's nothing wrong with that. I agree. Live your best life. Live your best life girl. But yeah. with all that being said, your dream was, like, actually really crazy and scary. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah definitely scary flesh eating monkeys no <laughs> Well, and <laughs> Lexi actually has been attacked by monkeys right I wasn't necessarily attacked but I
0: did have a monkey jump on my head and I think it was just like searching my hair for bugs but it was hurting me so
1: I was screaming yeah this is while she was in Thailand yeah so oh, you always think monkeys story. are so cute until, didn't you have another friend that was with you though, that the monkey like wouldn't get off of them and kept trying to grab at something?
0: No, that was me. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a video. Idiot. I should find it and we could post it. And that would be awesome. But I have a video of
0: me like on my GoPro recording myself and I'm just screaming. She's literally I'm like, just terrified. It, okay.
2: <laughs> so I feel your pain okay. at least
0: a little. <laughs> So, yeah, that was my interpretation. You should let us know if I did a good job. And if I didn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mom. Mom. I think it's Mama Don's turn once again.
1: All right. We're
0: back. Mama Don, Oh, my gosh. Oh, she We're... just gave us some Halloween candy, so I think that's really going to spice some things up for us. <laughs> up our sugar intake.
1: Wow. Oh, wow. Cut that out. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so... We are back on the spooky Halloween roads. Oh, uh, yes, the roads. How the could the road we forget?
0: <laughs> I can't wait, wait to, to be on the road, road again. The
1: spooky Halloween road. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I totally forgot. What? When you would do that voice when you were a little kid. Oh, we don't need to tell them about no, that. No, we do. First, we have
0: to tell them about my dream where I smacked my head into the ground by a man-faced bear, and then you have to tell them about my scary child voice. Man, just, we are just, just exposing her. Say it
1: again. I will
0: kill you. Yeah.
1: When she was probably like four, she came up with this voice and we'd be (laughs) sitting there eating and she'd be like, no, I don't want more. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I promise. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we shall see. Well, while we're on that, we have to tell them that I brought you a drawing. Yes. I think we did already on an earlier podcast. Oh. I swear we did. On an earlier episode still the same podcast. Well,
0: if you don't remember that, I, as a child, brought Mama Dawn a picture of a body with no limbs. So basically just a torso and told her that
1: that was her when she's dead. (laughs) Yeah, I saved it somewhere. Why did you not put me in therapy immediately? (laughs) Because I knew that it was just... Weird things that you would say occasionally. We have this you picture? You were a weird kid. Yeah, I have it somewhere. We I We should try it.
0: to find it. Take a picture. We are making me sound like nothing but a weird kid. Well, you you are what you are. Own it. That's what yeah. I say. <laughs> I'm currently wearing a shirt with aliens on it that says weird. Weird, weird, weird. <laughs> it says <laughs> weird three times.
1: Let's get back to the spooky oh, roads. I'm sorry.
0: Were we recording something? I'm sorry. Yes. The spooky Halloween roads.
1: Okay. So this is from Made, no, sorry, not Made, MoneyMade.com, and it's called The Road to Nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now I'm going to read this in their words. When I was 19, I owned a car. I haven't driven since because I never want to go through this ordeal ever again. I was driving at night trying to get home from a friend's place. My friend lived out in the country, so I was taking some backcountry roads home. I was never a proficient. (laughs) Country country roads, (laughs) take take me home to to the place. Okay, that's all I care Oh, wait, you actually hit that note pretty good. Oh,
0: mama. Country (laughs) roads, take me
1: home on a trail to Halloween town. Thank you, John Denver. Okay, back to the story. My friend lived out in the country. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have said <laughs> that again. <laughs> anyway. Immediately. <to> country <laughs> <road>. <laughs> Okay. I was never a proficient night driver. So when I got lost, I really wasn't surprised. I tried bringing up Google Maps, but I didn't have my, my coverage out there. Blah, blah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you didn't have your coverage.
1: <laughs> like AT&T
0: or like clothes? <laughs> T-Mobile. Oh, T-Mobile. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
1: no, I can't damn you. I thought that was Verizon.
0: They stole their
1: man. They stole their man. I decided that I was probably going in the wrong direction, just a gut feeling. So I got out of the car to look around. At the time it was May, but when I got out of the car, it was freezing cold. The weather had been mild all week, even at night. It was brisk at worst. The second I stepped out of the car, though, I knew everything was wrong. Not only was it unimaginably cold for this time of year but the forest that was below the hill of my car um, was gone and it had been there just moments before I stepped out of the car but now there was four large houses where the patch of trees had been. The houses didn't look like houses I was used to seeing in the area. They had domed roofs with a skylight in the middle and what looked to be elongated entryways in the front kind of like your classic igloo I started to panic and called my dad, but the call, of course, didn't go through as I had forgotten that I lost coverage. Then I heard the voice below me. Isn't it lost service? Yeah, not lost coverage. I'm just reading it in the words of this nice person who put it out on the internet. Oh, okay. I looked down at the houses and a small floodlight had been turned on in one of the front lawns of the houses. This guy was standing outside with a dog. He was talking to the dog in this language. I have never heard before. I'm no linguist, and I couldn't hear him very well, but I swear it sounded practically alien, lots of elongated vowels and chirping, for a lack of a better word. I was dumbfounded, freaked out. At this point, I was considering throwing myself off the hill, hoping that I would hit my head and wake up back in my car. I was fully awake, though, freezing and panicked. I rushed back to my car and drove for another few miles before passing by another car. That car, though, was totally not the kind of car we see today. There was a weird symbol on the windshield and the lights accenting the chassis. It had no outbound mirrors, didn't make any normal sound when I passed by. I can't even describe the sound it made. Not a whoosh like a normal car. It was almost like a slithering sound. It was a Tesla. (laughs) I thought the driver noticed my car was super different too, because as I instinctively slowed down to get a better look, so did the strange car. And that was it for me. I stopped at the side of the road a few seconds after it had passed and took a long, deep breath. I turned off the car and sat for a long time, but eventually worked up the nerve to get out of the car again. This time it was barely cool out. I could recognize my surroundings. I was probably about a 20 minute drive away from home. I walked down the road a ways around a bend and up another small hill and could see a familiar billboard out in the distance. The problem was that I was way too afraid that if I got back in my car, things would change again, so I was determined to stay outside. I thought just to be safe, I'd open up my car door and grab the flashlight I kept in the driver's side door pocket. I walked back down the hill around the bend, and the car wasn't there. It occurred to me that after I shut the car door... I hadn't looked back at all, so maybe I had just forgotten its position. I kept walking back, but nope, no car. I checked my phone, and it had been hours now since I left, and my parents were surely in bed asleep. So I called my friend, and he picked me up on the road. I told him some made-up story about how the car had crapped out on the roads going through the woods on a different, longer route back to my house. I was getting scared in the woods, so I decided to hoof it home, gave up by the time my folks had gone to bed, so I had to call him. When he laughed at my misfortune and apparent stupidity, and he said he'd help me look for the car the next day. I led my dad and him on a wild goose chase for that car for the majority of the next day, before my dad gave up and said it must have been stolen and reported it. To this day, the car hasn't been found, because as far as I know, it's on the side of a road in what I firmly believe to be an alternate dimension a parallel universe, or what have you.
0: So the car just disappears.
1: Just disappears. They never find it. The car. The car. What the heck? (laughs) What the heck? All right, Tasha, I think you have something for us next. Yes, I do. What is it? It's a spooky
0: story by Dr. Fish Philosopher Todd. (laughs) You're going to say (laughs) fish fillet. I was standing in my parents' room talking to my very... Sick dad at the time. He was dying of stage 4 esophagus cancer. I got the feeling something was behind me. I looked towards the doorway to the living room and something about 6'4 was looking at me in full black peeking around the corner with its hands on the doorframe. I ran towards it as it stepped back around the door. My mom saw the figure on multiple occasions and in multiple places until he passed. Since he's passed, we haven't seen it.
1: So it was oh. like death coming to take him. Maybe. Yeah, the
0: title was Death Came and Got My Dad. That's oh my so goodness. scary. I know. Yeah, so Lexi, we're on to you again. Okay, I have another listener story. Um, this is from Madison, who is my friend slash coworker. Really, she's just my friend. I don't know why I always feel like you have when to you meet clarify. them at work, you have to say that they're like a work friend. Like, we're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Madison, Lexi's friend. Her subject said... Madison's spooky hat man story and it is very spooky so also kind of like Tasha telling my dream Madison mentions me in this story so if you hear me referring to myself in the third person don't be alarmed (laughs) don't be alarmed it is referring to me but I'm just going to read it how she wrote it so she said hey guys love the podcast great work 10 out of 10 I'm just going to jump right into my story as a kid I used to wake up in the middle of the night and see a tall figure standing in the corner of my room He always carried a briefcase and wore a tall Abe Lincoln-style hat. For the longest time, I told myself it was just my imagination, but I started seeing him in different places other than my bedroom. I would see him when I would sleep over at a friend's house or in my basement. One time, I was outside late at night and I saw him in the distance staring at me. He's only a shadow, but I could feel his gaze. I don't know why it took me so long to do this, but eventually I talked to my parents about him. I mentioned that I would often see a shadow in the shape of a man. As soon as I mentioned this, my dad immediately asked, does he have a hat? (gasps) He told me that as a kid, my dad would see the same figure that I did. He explained to me what he looked like, tall and thin, briefcase in hand, and of course, always wearing a tall hat. It freaked me out knowing that this figure wasn't just in my imagination, but my dad told me not to worry and that the figure never did anything other than stand there and stare. My dad said he stopped seeing him once he grew older, and so did I. I had completely forgotten about him until one day at work we were sharing ghost stories after binging all of our favorite scary podcasts. After I shared this story, Lexi asked if I had ever heard of The Hat Man. I hadn't, so she gave me an episode of a podcast to listen to all about The Hat Man. While listening, I grew more and more confused and honestly terrified. Multiple people were sharing their experiences that were identical to mine. My experience was fairly mild compared to others, but we definitely saw the same figure and or figures. He often appears only to children in the dark, always wearing a hat. Some have even said that he appears to generations of families. I haven't seen him for years, not since I was a kid, but sometimes I worry that if I ever have kids, they'll see him too.
1: Oh my goodness, I've got the juice. I think I know what podcast and what episode you're talking about. Was it Two Girls, One Goes? Yes, I added in here. In case anyone wanted
0: to listen to it, it was episode 17, In the Dark of Two Girls, One Ghost.
1: Ooh, I'm going to have to go listen because I don't know anything about the hat man. Uh, I hadn't heard about the hat man either Mm -hmm. until that episode.
0: But I remember that day at work, we were talking about scary things. She's like, yeah, I always used to see this hat thing. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) The hat man? I was like, the hat man. And she's like, what? I thought it was crazy that she had never heard of the hat man yet was describing the Hatman. I was like, it's real. It's 100% it's real. real. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, in the beginning... I just started thinking of shadow people. Well, that's what it is. Until you started saying the hat. The hat man is a shadow person. Oh, it just that has, a, has hat. a hat. So they yeah. call him the hat man. Because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I would see shadow people. Because so many people see that specific shadow figure with the hat. That's so he so, has his own like name and everything. It's so interesting.
1: It is interesting. Oh, so scary. It is scary. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that, Madison. But thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoyed it for our
0: episode, but we're sorry that the hat man stalked you. And I mean, think of it this way. If for some reason your kids do experience the hat man, just like it probably made you feel some, I mean, maybe a little tad bit more nervous and scary that your dad was like confirming your experiences, but then you could also talk to him about it. And the fact that your dad clarified that he never hurt him or anything. Mm -hmm. So maybe if you do end up having children that happen to see him,
1: you could at least comfort them in a way knowing you experienced the same thing. Yeah. Look at the positives. The positive side of life. All right. Wait, is it my turn now? Yeah. Okay. So I have a listener story also. All right. So this is from our listener, Trina, and she says Hello, Dream Team. Many strange things are said to take place in Indian Peaks, which is located in southwest Utah and Nevada. Two things to note about this area. One, the area is very remote, with no cell service in most of the area and very few paved roads. Number two, Many have reported strange sightings or continuous breakdowns in this remote area. For us personally, we have about a mile stretch of road that seems to cause us more issues than any other. One time, my son and husband were out for a ride in an older Jeep that they recently purchased. After going down the stretch of road, they ended up with two flat tires and had to walk over 15 miles to get cell service so that they could call for some help. That sucks. Yes, it sucked. (laughs) that was perfect but we chalked it up to an older jeep that may have been out in the sun so the tires might have been a little sun rotted within a year's time my dad ended up with a flat on his trailer which had brand new tires he had a flat on his truck on the same road we had a flat on our truck two different times all on the east side of the road now again it may be something on that part of the road but it is a little strange One night, me and my dad were headed out to my husband's elk camp. It was just after dark as we came to the stretch of road. We started to drop out of the trees and into the valley where we have had so many issues in the past. The headlights of the truck were shining on the road, but part of the road looked darker even as my headlights hit this area. It was an odd shape, about five or six feet and maybe two or three feet the other direction. All of a sudden, the dark spot seemed to move from the ground. It was like a dark black smoke that remained about the same size as it was on the ground, but suddenly it was in front of the truck in the air a couple of feet off the ground. It spun in a circle and quickly disappeared to our right. After a few seconds of silence from both of us, I asked my dad what he saw. He said, I'm not sure if I can answer that. What did you see? After a few more seconds that seemed like forever, I finally explained what I saw. He then said, yep, me too. When this happened, I was pulling a new side-by-side that was only a couple of months old. While we were hunting, we had a flat tire, completely flat. Again, my husband and son had to walk a couple of miles back to the trailer to get another vehicle and a pump to fix the tire. We couldn't find any holes to patch, so we just pumped it ba- back up. Sorry, we just pumped it up. It's now been over a year since we put air in the tire, and the side-by-side has not had a flat since, and we haven't needed to add any more air. I hope you enjoyed this very true spooky tale. Love, Trina. Wow. So many black figures. Yeah, that's just crazy that there's this stretch of road that just, it's like accident-prone. So was it
0: like, like I'm picturing a black grayish cloudy looking thing
1: i think that sounds right i think from if i understand correctly they turned the corner the light shone on the road but that spot just stayed black like it the lights didn't penetrate that area and then it just like moved along the road and then like almost like it stood up it sounds like almost like it was like looked like like flat flat on the ground and then all of a sudden it like stood up right in front of them and then swirled off it was like went
0: from hamburger to hot dog
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes it did
0: exactly and then all the tires are always flat that yeah. would just be financially annoying. It's like the
1: Bermuda Triangle. Exactly. But, but a stretch on a road. of road. Yeah, we can call it the Indian Peaks Triangle.
0: Isn't there another, there's another like famous road that like people see a figure on that causes car crashes. Maybe I shouldn't say stuff like that without knowing what it is. <laughs> I was going to say,
1: I'm sure there's a number of them, but I don't know. I've heard of one specific one on multiple podcasts before. I thought you were going to talk about the other triangles like the Alaska Triangle and the... Oh, they call on the two girls one coast, they call it a kidney bean, but I can't remember. It. <laughs> I don't know what you're I, talking about. That's not a triangle. <laughs> yeah, I know, I I'm <laughs> I'm just can't remember the a bean. name. It's like an area back east somewhere. Oh, the Bridgewater Triangle. And she's but Corinne was laughing and saying it looked more like a kidney beam on the map. So she I called have it, heard of the Bridgewater the, the Bridgewater triangle, kidney though. bean. That's funny. All right, Tasha. I think it's your turn again. Yay. Woo! Halloween storm.
0: <laughs> that's what this whole episode has been I (laughs) i think people might have noticed that that's what we've been sharing so i've got two more stories they are both from reddit and here we go so my first reddit user i believe it's Fostulo, but i could be wrong so anyways i dreamt i was in a round room and there was no door out the walls all around were filled with portraits of friends and family and they were all slightly crooked
1: That would drive me crazy.
0: Um, Yeah, that's scary in itself. Yeah, especially me. My organizational self. ah, It's terrifying. Straighten those pictures. So there was a main group portrait that was perfectly placed. So picture Ah. that. It's perfectly placed, but every other individual picture is crooked. I felt I had to correct the crooked pictures, but each time I got one straight... That person died in the main portrait (gasps) photo. What? It was awful because I kept trying to get all the pictures straight. But each time I moved one,
1: another person fell down dead in the main straight portrait. I think this is the definition of hell. Just because it would drive me crazy that they're not straight, but yet I don't want to kill my family off. It would just be a terrible, like, internal struggle.
0: I got you. So my next story is by claire de lynn i believe they say my scariest and most disturbing dream goes as follows i saw hair on my chin
1: hair on your chinny chin chin dude that is terrible when i get one i (laughs) have (laughs) to (laughs) pluck it
0: ew yeah but back to the story that's normal though yeah it is i get one every once in a while and it's annoying i feel like every girl has that one weird long hair that grows on their face
1: It's true, and what I hate is when it grows, like, super soft, and so you don't see it, and then one day you're, like, taking care of other hairs, and it's, like, a quarter of an inch long, and you're like, how long has that been there? That's a true terrifying story.
0: So, anyways, um, as I go to pluck it out, I realize it's not a hair. It was, in fact, the leg of an insect. (gasps) No. Which was somehow burrowed into my skin. As I pulled the leg out, My skin ripped open to allow the passage of a large insect body. I was disgusted by this initial bug harvest. Unfortunately, this discovery was followed by more hairs, Mm. which, after plucked, revealed more and larger insects. Oh, I'm disgusted
1: by this. Ew. I can't even speak. (laughs) Mom's face, she literally couldn't say a word. (laughs) As
0: this went on, I discovered that they were burrowed around my jaw and had attached themselves to the roots of my teeth. Oh no! As I pulled more insects out, my skin was not only ripped apart, but I could feel the yanking of the roots of my teeth, oh. loosening my molars and causing them to fall out. Oh, my gosh. By the time the dream had ended, I had bloody gashes all over my chin and half of the bottom molars had fallen out. When I woke up, I could still feel pain in the gums around my bottom molars.
1: I take it back. This is hell.
0: Yes. Um, Tosh, you owe me therapy for sharing this dream. (laughs) Gosh, that is traumatizing. That is crazy. Mm. I know, just like you pull a little hair and it's insect leg, and it Mm. rips your Mm -mm. skin. Do you Mm -mm. guys know that like scary stories to tell in the dark book? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That old one that's gray and white and like that you read in elementary school? The one where there's a zit and the girl pops the zit, but
1: it's just a spider sack. And it's like baby spiders, spiders coming out everywhere. everywhere. Oh,
0: I haven't heard that one. Have you heard it? Was that one the thumb one in that book? What thumb one? Where they're like, it's a dead thumb out in like a garden. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in that book. Mm-hmm. I don't but know in that story. book too is the one where the guy's like in the back of the oh, car. Oh, the back of the car. And they flash the lights so that he doesn't statter. So he ducks down. That haunts me. Um, that every actually single time- has probably saved my life millions of times. Why? Because what happens if I sometimes at night I will check my back seat like that. Oh, I will open the trunk sometimes to make sure no one's back there before I get in the car because I'm scared. What would you do if they were back there though? Scream. I, I <laughs> at least can run away. I'm not driving in the car where I'm gonna true. crash and die. True that. So yeah, those are everything I've got today.
1: All right. <sighs> so but let's see, we, have we are something? not done. Oh yeah, no we're not. If you thought it was over, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. So where do we want to go first? Garage ghost. Or I old house haunting. Old house haunting is where we should go first. Well, then we it's will turn Lexi over for her experience. Or do we want to start with Tasha? I think you're the one that experienced something first. In the Heatheridge house? Yes. yes. Okay. So I've got multiple
0: experiences there. Well, go ahead. First one that I can recall. What
1: did we call... The was it a vanity? It's no, vanity. Tosh, that happened to me. No, it happened to both of you. It did, yeah, it happened more than once. I like, was gonna Tasha, say, I was pretty the first sure one. This
0: is my story. Okay, we'll see if it differs from mine then. Okay, so basically, vanity mirror, you know, I have my jewelry box, knickknacks, stuff like that. I hear this loud, like just ba-bum, ba-bum, whatever, and I'm like, what the freak was that? I walk into my room, and like 90% of what's on my vanity vanity thank you almost a dresser but you know same difference it was like on the floor and I'm like there's no way all of that just psh, that's what happened to me weird like I remember I got home from school and I was the only person there like at that time like Tosh was going to cosmetology school mom and dad both worked so usually when I got home from school at like two fifteen or whatever I was the only one home so I started walking up the stairs because in the hallway it was like Tosh's room first and then you keep going and then it was my room And as I'm about to go past Tasha's room, I hear a really loud noise. And I was like, hello? Because I was like, oh, somebody else is here. And I like turn around and look the corner in Tasha's room and everything on that vanity was on the floor. So it must have happened twice because I just picked everything up and put it back. Yeah. And I didn't touch anything because it freaked me out. And so I just went outside and sat on the porch and I called mom and she was like, well call my friend Katie, nailed by Katie. (laughs) She was like, she was our neighbor. So she's like, well, call Katie and see if you can just go over there until I get home. And I did and everything was fine, but it freaked me out. Okay. So then back to my like remembrance of this moment, there was a different time where I came home and no one was home and nothing happened, but I just felt eerie. Like I did not want to be at the house by myself. And I think I called you guys and was like, where are you guys? Like, I'm not going in the house. And I just sat in the garage, like outside on the little steps from the house to the garage. And I just sat there and waited for mom and dad to like get home.
1: Yeah. And this, you know, so all this stuff is going on. I had never felt anything weird or whatnot at that house. So I just thought, oh, well, maybe you just had like too much stuff piled up on your vanity. And it just like, you know. The weight. The weight, yeah. Shifted or something and with the vibration of walking up the stairs. Because it was on that wall by the hallway. But then Lexi had an experience that started to get me to believe that there was really something going on. Yes. So this experience scared the crap out of me. I want to
0: say, well, let me do a like pre story to this experience because there was something spooky about the bathroom in this house.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> and it wasn't just Tasha staring at you while you're repeating. Well, that's
0: what I'm going to tell. Okay. So, Again, in this hallway, you walk up the stairs, Tosh's room on the right, next is my room on the right, and directly at the very end of the hallway is a bathroom. To the left, you turn in that hallway, and it was mom and dad's room, just to give you a visual. (laughs) So one night, before anything super spooky happened, I think this was probably after the two vanity incidents, but not something super spooky, I had a dream that Tosh was in the bathroom with the lights off, She wasn't like actively going to the bathroom, but she was like sitting on the toilet with the toilet closed. And she was holding onto her legs and rocking back and forth. And Tosh has long dark hair. And it was like in front of her face, like a scary movie. And she was like whispering something to herself. And then behind her in the shower, I couldn't like see in the shower, but there was like a really, really, really bright light coming from it. And in my dream, I was like, uh, Tosh? And she just like didn't really say anything. And then I woke up Well, when I woke up that morning, I walked past the bathroom to go into mom's room to probably borrow, I don't know, a hair straightener or something. And I see Tosh in there peeing, but the light was off. And I just walked past and flipped on the light. And I was like, pee with the light on. (laughs) Yeah, she (laughs) She literally just, flick, pee with the light on. She yells at me. (laughs) She was like, what the heck? And I was like, I had a scary dream. So then probably like a couple weeks or months later, I don't know the time frame. But I also woke up before everyone else. (laughs) I was the only productive one in this family. (laughs) just kidding well the rest of us like our sleep a little bit more I just had to go to school earlier than anyone else had to be anywhere so I got up in the morning I took a shower did my normal thing that I was doing I had the bathroom door closed and locked so I get out of the shower and I'm starting to put my shirt on so I'm like in the act and I have it like just about to pull it over my head and I'm kind of like looking down right because I'm going to put it over my head and I see the door handle jiggle and I said no I didn't I didn't say anything yet I saw the door handle jiggle and obviously it was locked so it didn't open and then there was a knock. And Tosh would do that. She would just try to walk in the bathroom and then be like, ugh, and knock if it was locked. And so I was like, just a minute, so I could finish putting my shirt on. So I put my shirt on, I unlock the door, I open it, and it's dark in the hallway and there's no one there. And I was like, Tosh, you're so annoying. I go into Tosh's room and I'm like, I'm done. And she was freaking dead asleep. Like, didn't she wasn't even a little awake. I had to shake her awake and she was like, what? And I was like, do you need to go to the bathroom? And she was like, No. And I was like, you didn't just try to come get in the bathroom. And she's like, no, I didn't. So I was like, what the heck? So I go into mom and dad's room. and I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> um, guys. Did either of you try to come in the bathroom? And they were both passed out. And they're like, no. And I was like, um, someone just tried to come in the bathroom when I was in there. And it freaked me out. So Daddy Dale got up and like checked the house to make sure someone didn't break
1: in. And there was nobody anywhere. So I just like... Got ready for school. (laughs) She makes it sound like she was a little bit more calm than she was when she came in. When she came in to us, she was like, Mom, Dad, did you guys try to get in the bathroom? And we're like, no. And then, of course, and, you know, so... Daddy Dell the protector that he is did go around and check the house but I, I mean, immediately I, <laughs> I immediately went to paranormal. I I was just like you're not going to find anybody. Well, that's true because I didn't immediately think someone was in the house either. I was kind of like,
0: "Oh, I have a creepy feeling about that. Like, I guess I'll just get ready for school and everything's fine." And you but... know
1: you know what that is even more creepy about that too is that so it really scared me. And I mentioned before that I'm a big chicken when it comes to the paranormal, but yeah, I love it at the same time. And so I went to work and I was telling my coworkers about what happened. And one of the girls was like, I think you brought whatever it was with you. Yeah. Like she said, she could feel it there. Are you serious? And that freaked me out even more. So, <laughs> I, so at this time, Daddy Dell worked at night and then would be home in the morning and sleep while we were like at school and stuff. And then he'd leave again. And so I had to sleep by myself. And I kept trying to get Lexi to sleep with me because I'm just like, aren't you scared? She's like, no, I'm fine. And he's like, Tasha, will you sleep with me? Well, I think
0: she did. I did. Yeah, I did. did for <laughs> a little while. And then going along with that same bathroom, I think a little while later, Tosh had a scary dream, which I don't know if you want to share that dream. That was more of a personal dream. I'll, maybe I'll share it for another time. Okay. Tosh <laughs> had another dream. So we're sitting in the bathroom. We were—it was like a Friday night. We we're both getting ready to go hang out with friends or something. And Tosh is telling me about her scary dream while we're both in the bathroom getting ready to go out. The lights in the bathroom flickered on and off, probably like four times. Yeah. And we both literally looked at each other and screamed, and then just left the bathroom. And it wasn't like just like you know when the light bulb's kind of going out. It no, was it was like, buff buff on buff off buff buff. on I was off. like, What?
1: So I was like, "This bathroom is a problem." <laughs> yeah, I remember getting the phone call about that. We weren't home, but you guys were like, "Something's up. This is not good." So, but then I finally had my own paranormal experience, and you know what's crazy about this house too is so this bathroom was upstairs and you always think, oh, you know, upstairs, happy, good, basement, (laughs) scary, bad. But no, in this house, it was the opposite. Like in the basement, you actually felt very comfortable, Mm -hmm. but there was a door to the basement that would open by itself all the time. Yes, I do remember that. You would always tell me, it's the wind. It's It's someone
0: walking in upstairs.
1: Yeah, I I always just thought maybe it wasn't latched enough, but it happened enough times that I started, of course, to believe it too. But Mm -hmm. this is the one thing that I could not deny And Lexi and her boyfriend at the time were sitting with me, Mm -hmm. and all three of us heard it. So we were getting ready to move to North Carolina. So we, I don't know, I was packing up some scrapbooks. And so we were sitting on a couch in the family room, looking at the scrapbook, just talking about the pictures. And we heard somebody open the bathroom door. Well, I guess I should explain. Should I explain the layout a little bit so it makes sense? So basically imagine a long hallway. And you walk in
0: one door, and it's the laundry room, so washer, dryer, and then another door to get to, like, a back bathroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to walk through the laundry room to basically get to the bathroom.
1: And as you come out of this laundry room bathroom area, you'd go into, like, an entry room from the garage, and then you'd have to kind of turn to the right to get into the family room where we were sitting. So we hear a door open in the bathroom, and somebody walking, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know Dad went into the bathroom. And then we hear them walking across the laundry room and door open and then nobody comes out. Like we would see them if they had to walk past that opening to the family room. So we all looked up waiting to see whoever walked out and nobody came and we were like, And then we kind of just looked at each other and then I walked over there. Laundry room door was closed. I open it, go in, bathroom door was closed. All the lights were off, like nobody was there. And right after that, Lexi's boyfriend at the time went up onto our pro-con list for moving to North Carolina and wrote leave creepy house on the pro side. (laughs) Yeah, it was a a crazy experience. He
0: probably also wrote pro, breaking up with Lexi will be easier. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It was supposed to be funny.
1: We don't care about that anymore. No, we don't. (laughs) But so that was, as Tasha put it, the Heather Ridge house. And, you know, we sold it, I don't know if anybody really lives there now. No. Every time I go past, I it looks deserted. abandoned. It people looks like no
0: one lives there. Because I still, for a while, was friends with people who lived in that same area, and they all told me that somebody would move in and live there for a
1: little while and then move. Yeah, and, and that I, consistently happened. So that place is freaking haunted. Yeah. And we lived there, though, for four, over four years, and I never had anything weird happen till just maybe six months before we left. But the vanity situation and stuff, that all happened early on. Early on. For me and Tasha. Yeah. But it, you didn't have, like, scary experiences necessarily until towards the end. Yeah. More scary. More intense. More, well, didn't like, you say I can't like, deny
0: it. Your guys' closet light would turn on at nighttime.
1: We did have uh, a weird thing with our light. But then once we replaced the actual light fixture, it stopped. So I think there was just something wrong with that light fixture. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but no. And we did, when we did move in, there was a cross that they left on the back of the, like, uh, master bedroom door. And... Oh my goodness. I didn't. do you think
0: that was like a sense of protection? Maybe. Now when we like know, know about the
1: house? Yeah, because <gasps> I didn't think wow. about it at the time, but spooky. now I'm like, spooky. well, maybe.
0: Also just a preference. Whomever had lived there before, they, they had a, a boy or a son or, you know, a kid, whatever, that had a downstairs bedroom in the basement. Mm-hmm. It was like cre- creepy crazy. It was like spray painting all over the walls and like creepy posters and not to say that you can't have your own personal room and how you want to do it but it was like an eerie feeling well there was also 666 yeah. yeah it was there like was more like demonic looking stuff and like you know yeah, oh, it was weird. We should have known. We bought a we short sale. We should have known. Let's
1: just say that a foreclosure. It was a short sell. Which oh, is I thought just you said before. a for sale, and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't kick. Yeah, a short sell, which is just what happens before it's foreclosed. <laughs> oh, gotcha. On so, but which is weird because the basement. I never felt anything weird in the basement. The basement door is the one that would open and close, though. Yeah. So maybe
0: it was it leaving the basement and it was like, I would like to go explore. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know. So
1: now the garage ghost. Here at the current home. We've talked about the garage ghost making a little bottle swing. Yep, and that hasn't happened again. And then, of course, Daddy Dell used what was left in that bottle and got a new bottle, but the new bottle has never swung. But then Lexi had an experience. Do you want to I share with know us? I don't know why it always happens to me. Well, because I think Lexi's a little sensitive. I was told once by an energy reader,
0: Jessica. Um, we've mentioned her, Mama has mentioned her in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she told me that I am very sensitive to the spiritual side of things, so
1: it would make sense that spirits try to reach out to me to communicate. And you are not necessarily comfortable in making that a stronger fixture in your life? I did not sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Sebastian and I, my husband, currently are living with Mama Don and Daddy Dale. We are trying to save some money to buy
1: a house. (laughs) Which I can't say that I dislike. I kind of enjoy having kids back home. She likes us here. But we haven't been here for very long. Mm -hmm. Probably
0: since I started sleeping here, I would wake up in the middle of the night. I want to say probably around like four in the morning. And I would be like, which is weird for me. I usually don't wake up. I usually sleep like straight through the night until my alarm goes off. But I'd be like, that's weird. And I wouldn't really have to pee. But I'm like, well, I'm awake. I guess I'll go pee. I would hear walking upstairs. I'd hear foot. footprints (laughs) footsteps i would hear footsteps and i just assumed it was daddy dale sometimes he stays up really late i'm like you know i don't i don't know what they're doing what he can walk around at four in the morning i don't care and i would just go back to sleep so probably one morning i was getting up i was getting ready to go to work And every morning before I leave for work, I take my dog, Tucker, out to go to the bathroom. So I take Tucker out to go to the bathroom and then I'm going to leave for work. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot my keys. And they hang our keys up in a little laundry room that's attached to the kitchen. So there's like a little doorway. So as I was walking towards the laundry room and turning the corner to turn to go into the kitchen where that doorway was, I saw a shadow figure looking thing that looked like it was peeking around the doorway looking at me in the corner of my eye and as soon as I turned and looked at it it was almost like a little kid playing hide and seek that like hurried and went back and hid and I my immediate reaction was like what the heck and I just flipped the light on in there and there was nothing and I was just like "Ooh!" so I just like grabbed my keys and left and I just like didn't really think about it for a couple days because it really freaked me out until another day I was taking a test for school and I was sitting at the dining room table in the kitchen that has like a direct view into that doorway and out of the corner of my eye when I was taking the test, I saw it again out of the corner of my eye looking out of that room at me. And I was like, and I couldn't react because I was t- taking a test and they're like recorded. So they make sure you don't like cheat or anything. They can see mm-hmm. you. So I was like, okay, stay calm. Just finish your test.
1: <laughs> Everything's
0: just fine. pretend
1: it's not there.
0: Yeah. So after my test, I went over there again and I turned the light on and I was just like, I don't know. I'm just going to leave this light on because that freaks me out. So then I told the family about it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was like, oh, I've never had anything. But then the next day I was like, wait a minute. There had been maybe a couple weeks before I had not been feeling good. And I, from laying down in my bed, I can see down the hallway to the counter in the kitchen, which is just very near that door. And I had noticed when I was laying in bed, I kept like looking out there to see if there was somebody there because I kept thinking I saw like a shadow walk by, like somebody come in from the garage and walk past that kitchen counter. So I was like, oh, maybe I did see the same thing Lexi did. And then I think what really was like, oh, like mind-blowing moment was that
0: obviously it's hanging out right where you'd go into the garage.
1: Yeah, where like yeah. the weird stuff All was the moving. weird stuff
0: and bottles and yeah.
1: So it seemed like the garage ghost had moved into the laundry room.
0: It was getting, it was, it seemed to me like it was trying to get
1: comfortable to go other places. Yeah, it was getting bolder. It was, like, sneaking around looking. evil. when I think Ooh. about it, I get chills. It yeah, freaks me it's out. Freaking. But, yeah, so she told, she told us, and I asked Daddy Dell, I'm like, can you just say your prayer? Like, bless the house? And he did, and I haven't seen anything since.
0: Mm-mm, me either. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So, and basically, he just said, you know, basically, if there's something evil here, you're not allowed to be here. So... We don't, you know, nice people, you know, family member ghosts. They're they're more than welcome to hang out here. But
0: nice little ghost, beam, not evil
1: things, but not the scary ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no.
0: And clearly that one was an evil one because it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. See ya. See ya. And I haven't felt anything either. Like before, when I was here by myself, I'd kind of like I don't know, feel eerie, feel like I was being watched almost. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Somebody's feel that Somebody's watching you. Ain't you have no privacy. privacy. Oh. so I want to share something real quick mm-hmm. so my husband Kyle and I bought a home in 2020 so it's a new build new community no one's lived there before I don't know if it's on like Indian burial ground or something like that I'm not sure
1: but, but you're sure nobody died in the house like I'm sure no one died <laughs> in the
0: house before Um. and anyways one day I was cleaning the litter box and it's Around the corner in, obviously, a laundry room. It's separate from, like, the hallway and all that stuff. And I'm scooping, and all of a sudden I hear the the cat toys being played with, and I kind of peek my head around, like, I'm going to get you. Like, just playing with my cats, right? And I look, and I'm like, no one is out there. And I look, and the cats are in the laundry room with me, but behind me. Oh, so, so I they're just not. didn't notice they were with me. I thought they were out playing. And I'm like, okay, oh, that's uh, weird. <laughs> that's yeah, strange. like, okay. Anyways, didn't think much of it. Then there was another time that Kyle got up to leave for work, and I heard this loud bang, and I it woke me up. And I, like, ran around the corner, like, in the hallway, and the lights were on downstairs. And I'm like, Kyle, Kyle, I don't hear anything. I call him. And you know when you answer a phone and you know they're in the car, it's connected to their car, you yeah. can tell. you can hear it. And yeah. I'm like, you're not home, are you? No, I left, like, 10 minutes ago. I'm in the car on my way to work, and I'm like... <gasps> did you leave the lights on? And he's like, no, I turned them off. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. So anyways, I go down there and I turn all the lights off. I go back to bed.
1: Well, you looked around and there was nobody there. Yeah. Well, I didn't did see it. Did you anybody. figure out what made the bang noise? No idea. Hmm. Ew.
0: Another time real quick, my Halloween, well, it was like my more like fall, like Thanksgiving decorations last year, there was a pumpkin that was sitting on like our entertainment center. Mm-hmm. And I'm very particular. If you know me, everything's like in its place. And it was like moved and like completely moved down. And I'm like, did you move my pumpkin? Did any of you move my pumpkin? And everyone's like, no, no, no. no." Why would we move your pumpkin? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why it was moved or how it was moved or whatever. So anyways, I'm telling you all of this because one night I was going to bed. Kyle falls asleep like that so fast. As for me, it takes a little bit longer to fall asleep. So I lay down, close my eyes. And then all of a sudden I feel the sense of someone staring at me. I open my eyes and there's this figure of this little boy standing near the side of my bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, hey, um, I'd kind of appreciate it if you didn't just stand there and stare at me while I'm trying to sleep. Did you say it out loud? Or just like yourself? It was to like, your te- t- like, yeah, like... In your mind. In kind my of? mind, okay. I'm like, hmm. And then he kind of moves from like towards the headboard he just kind of moves down to like the footboard like okay I'll just give you some space and I'm like (laughs) hit Kyle like trying to wake him up and I look over and Kyle's like not waking up of course and I look back and he's gone and I haven't really seen him since
1: weird yeah Yeah. that is interesting after she told me that I did a search to see if there is like any kids that passed away in that area and I did find a story of, of one kid, but...
0: Yeah, like Spanish Fork area on a bike or something. I don't remember. I mean, it could be connected. It could not. Who knows? It was in
1: the Springville area, and oh. it was a farmer that...
0: Oh, no, it was a kid that got hit by a car. Anyways, that was one of the experiences Didn't in you in say you thought that maybe it was attached to something you got at an antique store? Yes, so anyone who knows our family, we're very, like, yard selly, antique store... We're thrifty. Hand-me-down. Hand-me-down. Is that what it's called? No, that's handy me Oh, dance, okay. Yeah. yeah, anyway, so I had recently just bought some things off of, like, the Facebook marketplace from some lady, and that's the only thing I could think of
1: that I had just brought into the house before mm-hmm. this happened.
0: Interesting. So well, it's was, like, was interesting, maybe,
1: but too, is that... She mentioned, oh, I wonder if it came with anything. And I thought the exact same thing. Oh, the
0: same item. But like I had I
1: thought of the same item too, that
0: blue box. Is it yeah. they're like the greenish tealy yes. color? I thought of that too. And they're above my kitchen like thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I think maybe that is what it is. And it's funny we all thinking of the same item and yet no which, one told each other what item it
1: was. Yeah, I think that and then Aunt Jen gave you some organite.
0: Yeah, so our Aunt Jennifer, she makes organite, which if you don't know, I think we mentioned it once We before. did already. It's so. like, you know, epoxy mixed with resin. like resin and, oh yeah, thank you, metals and rocks and fluoride and things like, yeah. And it's supposed to like help basically cleanse the energy. Cleanse and cast away negative energies and stuff. Basically, once I got that and put it in the house, that's at that point I hadn't seen anything. The so thing is, though, is he wasn't trying like it didn't seem like he was trying to hurt anybody he was just being a kid
1: mm-hmm. yeah. it's like
0: if a kid couldn't sleep they would come to your side of your bed and look at you I didn't just stare at you <laughs> just like Lexi yes <laughs> well and that's why I wasn't like terrified I just was like hey, you're just like okay you, can you please not do could that you not look at like just
1: stare here I mean stare at me and then he just kind of I like, just okay. thought it was funny you asked it to move and it just went to the end of the bed that's such a kid thing yeah like it's like, like oh you don't space. want me right here I'll just move down here now I'm not in your way so anyways, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this spooktacular episode and <laughs>
0: and we did reach our goal of 2000 downloads by the end of October. Yes,
1: we did. We exceeded it, I think, by a 60 or so listens now. hmm. So you guys made the goal happen and you guys
0: have voted I am getting a ghost tattoo on my butt that will be saying booty. Yay. Go booty. Go booty. On the ass cheek. Woohoo. My appointment is not until next. So when you're listening to this, the next weekend. Okay. So look out for that video.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: Watch for oh, my TikTok butt. to come. Look of out for d- that video of Lexi's butt. Woop 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 woop. But we do not sew porn. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Thanks for that, uh...
0: Morning, I would also
1: but streamer, what was like that? to
0: point out <laughs> that we like spooky stories, regardless if it's Halloween or not. Correct. So if you ever just still, after you listen to this, you're like, Oh, I actually have a spooky story. We still want to hear it. Please still send it to us.
1: You can send it to us at judge the World Podcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. And if you didn't enjoy this episode, that's okay. Still share it with your friends.
0: And if you are going to be a spectacular dead to the world dream team member follow us on social media (laughs) all of our social media is dead to the world podcast
1: and join us next week to find out what happens when we are dead Dead to to the the world. world i am count Dracula, and i want to suck your blood